What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. All right. So if you all remember, this started with, we started this uh, this series of discussions with how do you deal with difficult people? How do you deal with difficult people? And we talked about um, identifying, in some cases, identifying what it is that the people are triggering, in, in a sense. Like, if 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 you are impatient, then <laughs> yeah, that's funny. If you're impatient, and then these people are causing you to be even less patient, right? And that's how we like to identify it. But when we talked about it, we realized that the impatience is there regardless of people um, causing you to be less patient or not. You're just impatient. And then there are times when you are more patient, and then there are times when you're less patient, which which brings me to, to this point that uh, when you identify that you are impatient, then you realize it's not people that are difficult that you're having to deal with. It's really yourself. You're really having to deal with yourself, and and in that, in that, when you discover that, then you have to make a choice. Uh, regardless of what people do, uh, you have to make a choice whether you're going to be patient with them or not, because that's really what it boils down to. It boils down to you making a conscious effort to be patient with people, right? So when you think about dealing with difficult people, you got to really think about dealing with yourself. And you having to be, because you can only control you, and you're the constant factor in that, right? So I can only be the constant because I can only control myself. And and in me saying control myself, I can only control the choices that I make, right? You know, you you rarely hear people say, man, I I slapped you. I didn't didn't mean to slap you. I, I, I I couldn't control my arm when it went up and then it hit you across your face. You know, I ain't really heard many people say they couldn't, you know, because it's a conscious effort, right? You have to think about where you're going to hit them before you hit them. It's like, I'm going to hit, because you didn't just hit them on the arm or hit their hand. You you, you thought about it. I'm, I'm, it wasn't random. I'm about to slap them in their mouth. And that day you went for it, and then it happened. Because you made a, you thought about it, and then you chose to do it, because they were working your nerves, right? I'm sorry, I just went off on the tangent. But that's typically... What happens? You make a conscious effort, and then you choose to do whatever it is that uh, you you said you choose to do what comes up in your mind, right? It doesn't be random. It's 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 a choice. So after you identify whatever it is you're having a problem with, right? Now you have to make a choice, right? You either gonna choose to do this thing that is gonna cause you to. <laughs> I mean, and it really depends on how you look at it, right? Because, hey, slapping them in the mouth might be what you feel is the best thing to do, right? Slapped you. I'm about to. So you just keep slapping people in their mouth. And then one day somebody actually rears back and slaps you back. And then you can't win that fight. And then you're like, man, you know, then what, right? I know, I know, I know. You probably wasn't expecting us to have a discussion about slapping people in their mouth. I didn't either. I didn't. I didn't know I was going to be talking about slapping people in the mouth. But hey, here we are. Here we are talking about it. 
and uh, you get slapped in your mouth or what have you, then you lose that fight, then what do you do after that, right? Uh, you going to get better at slapping people in the mouth? What, what are you going to do? But in our case, you know, there's a way God wants us to be, right? So God ain't telling us to slap people in their mouth. So I'm thinking that we're going to want to do what God is directing us. So if we're impatient and God has us in a circumstance for somebody getting on our nerves, and then we like, okay, Lord, how are we going to be more patient, right? And that's what we're talking about today, right? Because you got an option. You got an option. Either you're going to choose to follow after this, this nature that you have living with you from birth up that, that just wants to appease your um, or wants to satisfy your own desires, or you're going to satisfy what God is wanting, Right? So, so that brings me to the question. I hope that, that little synopsis made sense. But if it didn't, it's okay. That's what we're here to talk about. We're going to make sense of everything, right? So I had a couple questions. Had a couple of them. I think it was a couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, what is that spirit we are to follow after? What is that spirit? In Galatians 5, 16, what is that? Anybody know what that spirit is? It says in 5.16, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We talked about what the flesh was last week. I'm pretty sure everybody remembers. It's okay, because we ain't here to talk about that today. We're here to talk about the spirit today. So what is the spirit? What is that spirit? What is that spirit? Anyone. All right. No one. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. There you go. Bam. The Holy Spirit. And then it says, whose spirit is that? And you answered it. It's God's, right? It's God. It's God's spirit. So, 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 with that being said, and you looking back at that scenario, right? Because we, as followers of that Holy Spirit, and I know everybody remember that scripture, right? He said in John, I will give you, I will send you a comforter. Jesus said that. And he will lead and guide you into all truth. So fast forwarding. We are attached to this spirit. He's been leading us and guiding us into all of this truth. And then we ran into a circumstance with this person or persons, and they just triggered our impatience. We're going to just stick with impatience today. I don't know why, but that's what we're going to talk about. They triggered our impatience, right? And you have a choice to make. You have a choice. And I ain't going to stick with the slapping them in the mouth because who knows how you want to respond to this person when they're triggering it, right? But regardless of that, you have a choice to make. Either you're going to choose what God is wanting, what the Holy Spirit is leading you into, or you're going to choose your flesh, right? Because what are we talking about? We talk about dealing with our flesh. And, and how do you do that? Well, you've got to choose to follow that spirit. You've got to walk in that spirit, right? So how do you do that? That's what we're going to talk about. How do you walk in the direction of that spirit. Because it's simple, right? It's a choice, right? Or is it? Yes. It's just that simple. It's a choice. Because some people may not feel that way. It's a choice. Any, anybody doesn't? Anybody doesn't feel like it's a choice? When, you got, when you're impatient and you're with some person that's just driving you to the max, and, and I ain't gonna like I said I'm not I'm not gonna talk about what you may want to do, 
because whatever it is, it's still a fleshy satisfaction. What I want to talk about is how do you overcome that fleshy satisfaction to do what the Holy Spirit is directing you to do? You just choose to do it? Everybody saying yes on that? Yes, you choose to do it. Or choose not I also, to do it. I think, I think it's also uh, a desire to follow. Because mm-hmm. um, maybe, um, I don't know, I think because there's a constant conflict, I guess, in between our sinful nature and, uh, and, and what the Spirit is telling us. So I think if um, we have to have a desire to follow the Spirit and, um, and kind of to overcome the, the desires of the flesh, which is a constant battle, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, how um, is this? Is this something that is doable all the time? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, like I think is that's why I guess Paul was offering that uh, that understanding of understanding that we cannot fulfill like the law, the law, the, the law of Moses, so to speak. Like if we follow one, we have to follow all of them, and we're not able to. So mm-hmm. we have to like fall back on. Uh, just understanding that we, if, if there is one, I guess what he was saying, if there was one command, it's just to love one another. Um, but even that is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was just about to say, because if they are triggering your impatience, are you going to love them? Are you going to treat them with love? Oh, don't nobody want to talk today. Yeah, we gonna to talk today because this is a discussion. I want, I want to know, I want to know the process you go through with your impatience. And I ain't saying you may not be impatient though, because but you may know somebody, right? This is a good one. This is a good scenario. I don't know anybody. Anybody has ever been in customer service? Anybody ever worked in customer service? I know you do, Jose. That's your yeah. job, right? Anybody else customer service? No, don't nobody want to talk. Oh, that's fine. Well, me and Jose will talk there. So, Jose, you got this <laughs> customer, right? That that's yeah. you know what I mean. That's just yeah, you know I mean, rude, and and but you you they're a customer though, right? And when I worked in customer service, we always had this motto that the customer's always right. I never forget. Uh, I worked at Lowe's when I was in college, and I worked in the flooring department, and we had some customers return some items that we didn't even sell. And they called me to the front, and they said, Court, do we have this product? I said, no. It's from Home Depot. I worked at Lowe's, guys. It's from Home Depot. But guess what? We gave them their money back. We gave them their money back. We didn't sell the product. Home Depot did. But we gave them their money back because our motto was the customer is always right. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And we knew they weren't right. We knew. I told them, no, we don't sell this product, right? But we still gave them their money back. So when you think about that, right, you got this customer, and they just, you know they wrong, right? How do you treat them? Let me tell you what, what I went through is some years ahead, ago. Please. She had passed away. Mm-hmm. So I was a hairstylist, 
mm-hmm. my client, um, she asked me to do her hair. She gave me the style, so I done it. After I got finished with her hair, she didn't like it. So I said, mm-hmm. okay, I'll do it over. I'll do it the way. Let me let me think of something. I, I done it again. So she still didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Me, I, it takes a lot to tee me off. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'll do it again. That's the third time. Okay, the third time. She only paid one time. Right. I go like, um, she said, I said, I'm just not going to do it anymore. You don't like it. The first time you chose the style, I didn't. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it like this. She got up and she said, well, okay, this looks better. But I'm teed off. I said, right. I said, ma'am, you hmm. teed off. I said, I'm the one who should be teed off because I have fixed your hair three times, and you only have paid me one time for, the hair, for three hairdos. Right. I said, okay, thank you. So I can only speak for myself. Right. Um, I, I am patient, very patient. It takes mm-hmm. a lot to push me. Right, right. That's that's good. In that, in that, it was a choice you made. It was a conscious effort. You you made the conscious effort to appease this customer, regardless of their treatment towards you. So to answer the question, yeah, it is just a choice. It is merely that. It is merely a. And then when you when you look at it in this light, right, Jose, you made a conscious effort to follow Christ. It was a conscious effort. You decided that this was a better way, right? But what you didn't know, and it ain't even rules, what you didn't know was he wanted you to follow him, not in the light that it's a single file line. No, he wanted you to actually follow his way of living, right? That was what you chose. I know a lot of people don't say that, but that's what you did. You chose to follow Christ's way of living, right? Yeah. And it's not a set of rules that you're following. You're following his direction. It's like, it's like when you're a child at a school, everybody waits to receive their orders on what to do. It's like kindergarten. You know, you think about it, you're in kindergarten. You wait for you to receive your orders. All right, guys, it's time to spell your name. It's time to write your, alph- your alphabet, write out the alphabet. It's time to take a nap. It's time to go to lunch. Right? And you had to wait it till you were told. And that's similar to what, what we're doing. You you're waiting to be told what you should do. But this is the difference. We know what we want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see that? We already know what we wanna do. When somebody is in our chair and we fix their hair and uh they didn't like it, well, you shouldn't have picked it, right? That's right. That's that's in your mind. Now, you're right, not saying, but mm. it's there. You shouldn't have picked it, right? And then you want to act yeah. out on yeah. that, right? But but guess what? We following after the Holy Spirit, though, right? We got that indwelling in us. So 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 after you identify, this is this is, this is interesting. This is interesting because because I want to bring back Adam and Eve, right? They knew what God wanted them to do. But I'm not picking on them. I want you to see the picture. They knew what God wanted them to do. And then they also had a desire to do what they wanted to do. And what they did, instead of walking in the spirit, what, what spirit? In the command, in the direction, in the, in the ordering of what God told them to do, they did what they wanted to do. They did what they wanted to do. Right? That's true. They did what they wanted to do. 
So, 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 mm-hmm. Jesus said, when I leave, I'm going to send you another comforter. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Now, we have this Holy Spirit indwelling in us, right, because we believe in it. We believe in this Holy Spirit, right? It, 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 ain't, it ain't indwelling in you without you believing in it. Ha! That's amazing, right? And that, that's this interesting concept. It's like it's it's like it may be dwelling in you because I don't know the whole philosophical theory behind it, and I'm not going to go into it. But but all we know is what Jesus told Nicodemus: you must be born again, right? You got to be born again, and you believing in it, you choosing to believe and acknowledge that God is right, and He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It's like the spirit of God is it quickens your spirit, and this is all in John chapter three. But Jesus was explaining this to Nicodemus, and he was saying, "You must be born again. You must be born of the spirit of God, right? And you're born of this spirit. God quickens your spirit, and Holy Spirit takes His dwelling up within you." And I know it sounds all hocus pocus, and that's fine. It's okay. It's okay. But I'm just talking about a transaction, right? So the Holy Spirit. Uh, makes this dwelling place within you, and now you are empowered to do everything that God tells you to do. And I ain't making it up. You're empowered to do everything God is telling you to do. All you got to do is make a conscious effort to do it, meaning make a conscious decision to do it. Right? I just have to walk according to its direction. I got to walk according to his direction. But, but, the battle is what? I still want to do what I want to do. Paul talked about that over in Romans chapter 7. That's this sin nature that is dwelling in us, right? That's this sin nature that is dwelling in us. But that's why Jesus always said, deny yourself. And then, Paul even talks about dying daily, crucifying his flesh. He talks about that all the time, right? He talks about that. But guess what? That's also a decision. It's also a decision. This is the interesting thing about this discussion. God said, we think it's magic. We think it's magic. We tell people, and, and oh, he just gave me this. He said, we, we go to people, we say, hey, man, pray this thing for it. We ask for a certain thing of prayer, right? And and this is what's just kicking. So, so say I have a problem being my impatient. And then we say, pray with me, brother, for me to be more patient. It's like, oh, yeah, definitely. I pray for, the, for you to be more patient. But this is the thing that we think is going to happen. We think God is going to zap more patience in us. Nah, ain't what he does. You know what he does? He puts us in a situation where we got to wait. <laughs> I know, right? You got to get that. Get it. Get that. That's not funny, Corey. I know it's not funny, but you got to get that. I said it you were saying it. I said it. I was like, he'll put us in more situations. He puts and us you in said. situations where we have to wait, where we have to be patient, right? And guess what? You either go choose to be patient. Or you gonna keep being impatient, and then you over here praying, mm-hmm. talking to your brother and your sister. I, would you please pray with me? I feel so impatient. Man, we have been. Well, God just ain't, he just ain't coming through. 
He is. He keep putting you in places so you to exercise your patience, and you won't do exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What uh, am I saying? He's giving you the opportunity to be patient. Yes. And you keep yes. And you fighting against him. He's over here, man. Hey, I'm, I got you over here in this thing where you can just wait on me. Uh, you won't follow the order. Why? Because we so grown. Impatient, yeah. We grown, oh, man. man. I got my own nature that I want right, to reside in. But he, you said you wanted to follow me. Which one is it? Do you want to follow me or you, do you want to follow your flesh? Which one is it? You tell me. Hmm. You tell me. Because if you're going to follow me, then follow me. What is that? What is that? What is walking in the spirit? It's merely that, following the direction of God. He's giving you, he lays it out. This is what I want you to do. This is something he told me to the other day. This is the other day. He said, and we're going to talk, we're going to go deeper into this, but he, this is what he gave me. He said, spiritual growth resides merely on accepting the pace God is taking you on. Let me say that again. Spiritual growth resides in this thought. Accepting the pace that God is taking you on, meaning, meaning God is moving you about throughout your life at a certain pace. And when I say a pace, he may have given you the desire to have something or do something, but it hadn't happened yet. But he's moving you towards it, right? He's moving you towards it. And when you accept the rate that he's moving you towards it, you right smack dab in the middle of the wheel of where God wants you to be. But when you reject the pace that he's moving you on and moving you in, now you're walking in your flesh and y'all are at odds. And then things are constantly going haywire. Why? Because you won't accept his pace. You keep trying to make things happen. And God is over here like, no, let me, let me work this in you. So then when I get you to where I want you to be, you're prepared for it. Nobody wants God to work it in us, right? So meaning, meaning I don't want to have to make these choices to do, of make choices of doing things God is wanting me to do so that when he gets me where he wants me to be, I can do what he wants me to do continually. That makes sense? Yeah. Going back to the whole patience analogy, right? If he wants me to be more patient, he puts me in a situation where I got to wait on him, and then guess what? I don't want to wait on him, or I do want to wait on him. So then when I wait on him, right, then he gets me to where he wants me to be, then guess what? I can keep waiting on him. Mm-hmm. So when he tells me how to do whatever it is that he wanted me to do or gave me the desire to do, I know how to do it. Why? Because I'm waiting on his direction. I'm waiting on him. And then when he tells me what to do, then I do what he wants me to do. Because I'm conscious. It's like I'm being God conscious. Right? I'm, I'm always God conscious. I'm, I'm always looking to him. I'm in this situation. I'm in this circumstance. Somebody just teed me off. They just teed me off. And then I'm over here like, but hold on. Lord, what? <sighs> Lord, you know, ugh. And then you, ugh, you do that a lot of times. And then you're like, okay, Lord, I'll trip it. How do you want me to respond or act or be in this situation? And then he might not say anything. And then guess what? He's telling you exactly what he wanted you to do and him not saying anything. He don't want you to say anything. He don't want you to do anything. What does he have you doing outside of you getting teed up? Well, I was at work working fine. Well, keep working. Fine. Keep working fine. Huh? Yeah. 
But they just teased me out. Why are you over there worried about it? He didn't respond to the whole teeing off part. So then he wants you to keep working. Fine. Just work fine. Stop being teed off. It's your choice. I said a whole lot in that. Somebody want to say something? Please say something. Um, yes. I just love what you said on spiritual growth, what it is, what you said the Lord spoke to you about, accepting yes. the pace God is taking you on. Yes. I really see him showing a lot of us that in this year. And then when you said reject his pace, I've been typing while you just taking notes to follow mm-hmm. along. And what I heard God say, you know, reject his pace, neglect his grace. Yeah. And, you know, his grace That's is good. sufficient for us. And a lot of times we forget, you know, it's his grace that, you know, we're able to do anything. Yeah. It's, yeah. Apart from him, we can do nothing. We do nothing. And so when we're trying to go in this different pace, then we've operated, we've decided not to go with his grace. Yes. So, you know, that's really humbling and uh, it's a good place good. to be. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. That's good. That's really good. That's really, really good. I'm going to read another scripture. Oh, anybody want You got something to say? No? Okay. I'm going to go Second Peter 1 and, and just basically go on what you're saying. Um, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to all us has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now I know you probably missed the part you were supposed to shout about. But I'll read it again. And it's in verse 3. It says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And if you go up above that, it said, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus. So, 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 if I were to break that down and dissect that, grace and peace is going to be multiplied to you, right, by his divine power who has given us who has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So, 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 everything that pertains to life and godliness or walking in the spirit, he has already given it to you to do it. You have it. You have it. When you chose to believe. You know what I mean? And, and notice this. Let me say this. I'll say this. This is more for unbelievers, but I'm going to say it. Regardless of you believing, God exists. Regardless of you believing. And until you get your mind to that point, whether you believe it or not, God exists. You said something. Without grace, we, we can't do anything. Without grace, we can't do anything. And, and when you see that, when you see that without grace, I can't do anything. I'm done. God's mercy seat is, it's, it's, he, he got up off of it. I'm done. I'm wiped away. But with grace, I can do all things, right? God has given me that grace to do all things, whether I believe it or see it or not. That's just what it is. So then, this is what I'm getting at. When I choose to believe in it, all I'm saying is I'm choosing to walk in that mindset. 
That's what I decided to do when I said, or whatever lines that I repeated, that the pastor said, repeat. When I made that conscious decision, I'm saying I'm choosing to walk in that truth, that without grace I can do nothing. I'm just choosing to walk in it. Right? I made that decision to walk in it. And guess what? In my choosing that, I'm empowered to do everything God is wanting me to do. I'm empowering. I'm empowered to wait. I'm empowered to suffer long. I'm empowered to love. I'm empowered to forgive. I'm empowered to have a temperament attitude. I'm empowered to also be merciful. I'm empowered to to have a tongue that's tamed. I'm empowered to do everything God is wanting me to do. When I choose to walk in that, when what? That without God's grace, I can do nothing. With God's grace, I can do everything. I can do everything. He's with me. God is with me. It's like it's like you gotta have this. It's like you having a mindset. God is with me, but am I with God? You know what I mean? You think about that. My boy say, "Man, we got your back." But am I with them though? Do I have their back? In other words, are we connected? God, God got me, but do I have God? Right? Am I looking out for God in my decisions? Like, am I looking, actually looking out for him when I'm making my decisions? Or am I just making decisions based on my own physical satisfaction? That would determine whether or not you're walking with God. They're determining it. And then you know what it also do? It also slow your pace. Right? <laughs> it sets you in order with God now. It sets you in order with it. Right? Because you're constantly looking out for God in your decisions. And that, that is you walking in the spirit because you're constantly looking out for God. I'm done. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.